0: There again, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Ezra Lip Hour, more or less. So, today we're going to try out a new format. Uh, this episode, I am not going to have a guest, uh, I'm going to be the guest. So, this will be an episode that I would say is the Ezra Lip Hour more, more Ezra Lip rather than less Ezra Lip. Um, And it's going to be all about practice habits, and this is a topic that's near and dear to my, um, well, yeah, to my heart, uh, because it's something that I've I've spent a lot of time thinking about, a lot of time working on, and a lot of time refining. Uh, And practicing drums has been an integral part of my um, experience in life, particularly when it, my musical experience, it's, it's something I've, I've worked hard and consistently at for many, many years now. Although uh, I only learned recently, uh, as in the last year, year and a half or so, I, I started to figure out that I could be, I could be practicing better. And uh, before I get too much into that, uh, but we'll certainly will get into that, I'll just say a few other things. Um, hope everyone's doing well. Um, and I'd like to, uh, say some thank yous to some of the folks that have been reaching out to me, um, giving me feedback on the podcast. I really appreciate that. Eric Morrison, Mike Maher, Ron White, uh, Rob Ewing. Um, I, I, I really, uh, appreciate all the comments. And then particularly some of the feedback I got, I was, was very helpful because it's, it's things that in retrospect it seemed obvious like oh wow I, I can't believe i didn't i didn't think to do that or think to mention that or think to talk about it but um i guess i guess I'll, uh, the best way to put it is i feel like maybe i have some blind spots because this process is so new to me um some things that would be obvious um objectively speaking i might not have realized um for instance, someone was like, "Well, you talked about that you played music with some of your guests. I'd love to hear in what context and, and more about that. Um, I guess I maybe just uh, yeah, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have assumed that you know that you know too much and you know about my whole history and whatnot, so I'll, I'll try to be more descriptive in the future when um, relating to guests and, and playing music. Uh, try to fill in the blanks for you a little more. Um, but anyway you can you can reach out to me at any time the Ezra Lip hour at Gmail. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, of course, and I, there's a newsletter too um, that I send out uh, right now. It's kind of like I talk about the podcast. I talk about my own music career. I talk about my new band, Magic in the Other, which I'll say a little bit more about here uh in a little while but um if you want to subscribe I'm going to be sending out a, I kind of stopped writing for a while for a few years and getting back into it trying to write about about once or twice a month um keep you updated on everything so if you want to sign up to that you can subscribe through my website EzraLip.com or if you go to my Facebook music page Ezra music. Uh, you can like that page, and then there's a little sign up button, uh, and you can enter your email, and you'll be on my email list. You'll get a couple, uh, you'll get an email a couple times a month. Bada bing, bada boom. Everyone's happy, in theory. And you could always, obviously, change your uh, subscription settings and whatnot. Anyway, um, yeah, I think that's that's mostly what I wanted to say for the introduction. So I'm just going to delve right into this topic here. Okay, so a little a little background. Um, drumming, uh, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a background of my own my own history. I started drumming, mm, say around nine years old. Um, and I took some piano lessons before that. And I, uh, my mom taught me some of my first guitar chords and kind of fooled around with that. But I was always into drumming and started. Banging on on my body mostly and other stuff and um you know formed bands in middle school and whatnot and uh was really into it and and played in some bands in high school as well and i took I took some drum lessons in in middle school, but I stopped for a while, and it wasn't until I got to college um at the University of Vermont and decided to study music that I really got serious about practicing. I just didn't really have the discipline in for practicing in, in middle school or high school. I know there are some guys that are in marching band and are, are in the jazz band and all this stuff and, and kind of come out of high school with these um, kind of advanced uh, musical places. Um, that wasn't me. I I. I had some natural affinity for it for sure. I I could keep time. I I had a creative spirit, but everything by the time I got to college was was very raw, very unrefined. I really didn't know much about the instrument uh of drums as far as studying it. Um I could 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 kind of read music, but not so much um not not well, not sight read. And uh I didn't really know much about jazz or or any of that stuff that i would in world music and that i would later get into anyway um but about towards the end of my freshman year sophomore year really i I started getting buckling down and, and taking it seriously and started practicing a lot and that journey has continued um up until the present and i still practice a lot and it's very important to me and I love to talk about practicing, I love to talk about development. I think uh it's really fascinating how different musicians practice. And I've always been pretty disciplined and pretty consistent with it uh until that time and that so that was starting around in 2002. However, it didn't really occur to me or or well, I guess I should say that maybe about uh a year or two ago, I started really wondering, is this, is this effective? It, or I should say, is it most effective? And what I mean by that is even though I practice often, practice regularly, practice consistently, I, I began to wonder if I was making the most with my time. And what I've since learned was no, not at all, far from it. And, um, well, it is what it is. It's unfortunate because I feel like if I if I knew what I know now about practicing way back then, uh, 15 years ago or whatever the case, yeah, 15 years ago, um, maybe I wouldn't have wasted so much time or maybe I would have been further along than where I am now. It's a lifelong journey. Um, it is what it is. No regrets. But... But anyway, I, I'm I'm the the good news is I'm more confident than ever before that the way I'm practicing is the most effective that I've ever been as far as using my time in the practice room. Um and that is what we're gonna get into today because for so many years I mostly focused on uh figuring out what to practice and I would Sought out many different teachers, um, both in my college experience as well as um, outside during that time, and and many teachers since then. And I've I've studied music from all over the world and traveled to different places, uh, Africa, India, and studied studied different um, genres and all that, um, and jazz and. So so I've always been fascinated by what to practice and and all the possibilities on the instrument. However. I, as I, as I was kind of saying that it it didn't really, I I don't feel like I I ever was really taught um, how to practice in in a really effective way. It was always focused, the focus on what, and I focused on the what, and often my teachers would focus on the what, but uh, how to actually, how to actually do that, how to structure it, how to organize it, deciding what to practice, how long to practice something for, that always felt like an anomaly Um, but only in the last year or so have I been kind of figuring that out and I couldn't continue now without giving a big shout out um, to another podcast that I love called the drummers resource podcast and uh, Nick Ruffini who hosts that podcast Um, if you're a drummer I would say and and are into learning about drummers learning talking about um, your own journey you know, learn, learning things to help you on your journey, this is pretty much an indispensable podcast. It is. Um, it features interviews with the world's greatest drummers. Uh, Nick has gotten, you know, the who's who of of drumming. I mean, pretty much everyone from Steve Gadd to Bernard Purdy to uh, Billy Cobham to, you know, you name him. He's, he has over 200 interviews and it's all great stuff. And uh, it's That podcast has helped me a lot um, in my journey, um, my drumming journey, my personal development journey. And it was a big um, motivation and inspiration to start this podcast now. So thank you, Nick. Thank you, Drummer's Resource Podcast. Definitely check that out if you're a drummer um, or just a musician that likes drums or just somebody that likes drums, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, getting back into it. while we're on that topic um a lot of this material that i I gleaned to enhance my practice routines i i it was from gleaming from the different interviews on that show, a lot of it as well as trial and error and my own uh hypotheses that I would test out um Benny greb in particular a German drummer Benny greb um the great Benny greb has a lot of um information out there about effective practice habits and uh including on the drummer's research podcast and elsewhere i I think he might even be working on a book specifically about that now which i don't think is out yet but i'm certainly looking forward to so check out benny greb too and i i'll have to give benny greb a lot of credit because a lot of um the stuff i use not all of it but much of it was kind of inspired or, or taken from benny's system as well anyway let's get into it so how do you how do you practice well okay so what 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 happened to me was that I used to spend well I never had a, I never had a very organized system practice to practice as I was saying I had many different topics many different ideas Uh, many different exercises, things I wanted to work on, but no systemic way to make it through that material. And because there was also kind of this anxiety about feeling like I needed to practice so many different things because there were so many areas of my drumming that I wanted to improve on, um, the result was I wouldn't spend very much time on one area um i would i would do something you know i I would practice okay i'm working on this jazz swing concept exercise and i'm going to work on that today for you know until i get bored or get distracted and then i'll go and play this latin rhythm sheet and then i'll go and just jam for a little bit and then i'll do some stuff out of stick control And then the next day I'd come in and it would be just as much, oh, well, oh, I haven't touched this in a month, uh, so I better work on on this idea and uh, I should probably work on some bass drum chops and, oh, I haven't done my rudiments in a while. You know, it it was very piecemeal um, every day. And I equate it to um, if I were going to a college and designing my curriculum for the... For the year, and was like "Okay well i'm gonna take i'll i think i'll I'll take a a sociology class and I'll show up there for the first two days and then I'll go and go to my political science class and uh i'll I'll stay there for about half a lecture and then I will go and learn some Latin and um maybe." A week after that, I'll do one more Latin class, but then I will go and uh, do some anthropology. You get, you get my analogy, which is basically like I had no consistency or very little consistency with any one particular area. Did I get better in those 15 years? Absol- absolutely, yes. I've, I got a lot better. Um, was it helpful? Extremely. Was my time worthwhile? Absolutely. Um, could I have been more effective? I'm sure of it. Um, so that's that's really what it comes down to. Um, so I'm thinking about calling this episode Practice Less, Learn More, and then a subtitle. Um, by the time this is out, you'll be able to confirm that. I still don't know. You're in the future. Congratulations. Um, so why is there, if I do do it, there's probably an asterisk after practice less, and and why is that asterisk there? Well, if you were looking for the asterisk in the text, it's not there, but here it is. It's not, um, It's it's, I'd say one of the big things for me was practicing less material, longer and, and more consistently and spending more time on fewer things. So I don't actually mean practice less as far as the practice, your practice time, although I think with the system that I use, you might uh, save yourself some time um, because I think you, uh, other other ways might be more wasteful and, and we should, you should evaluate if you're spending your time the best way so you might save time in that sense but really um, what I mean is practice less material and I'll get into that I know maybe that uh, title is a little deceiving but I figured if I had named the podcast this episode this uh, episode something like practice longer and harder the secrets to my success maybe not as many people would want to check it out because that doesn't sound that appealing Um, so practice less learn more so one of the first things that I did that has really, uh, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave that aside for a second. This, this is probably, keeping a practice log, that was probably the, the first big shift that initiated um, my journey from kind of haphazard, um, not the most effective practice methods that I did for years. To the kind of streamlined, efficient practice sessions that I have now, keep a practice log. So, what is a practice log? Basically, for me, um, I do it on a Google Sheet, just because you—I have atrocious handwriting, and I, I pretty much digitize all my writing. Um, so, it's—I open up the Google Sheet, a Google document on on my iPad, little spreadsheet there, and I have every day, the date listed. And I write down the duration of my practice. Uh, I make a practice plan for the day. Um, I, I write down the duration at the end of the practice, of course, to see how much. But, but I make a practice plan. Uh, I have subcategories, get categories of, of things I'm going to work on. And, and this will all make sense when I kind of get into how I structure my practice in a second, but I'm just kind of set, setting this up for you. Um, and pretty much, pretty much, it's, it's detailed notes on everything I did that day. So let's leave that at that for a minute. I know it's somewhat of an incomplete uh, description, but as I continue to talk more about this process, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back and tie it all in and, and sh- show how that's an effective tool for me. Okay, so there's a practice log. The next thing is really just working on a few things for a longer time than you think you should. Um, By a few, I mean a few, Uh, I mean three at the most. Um, Three general areas or or actually probably specific areas of, of exercises or things you're working on. I know it's going to vary for every instrument. And oh, of course, if I haven't, um, if it wasn't clear already, this doesn't just apply to drumming. This this episode is ma- meant to benefit uh, all musicians or really anything people want to practice. I think it's applicable. Anyway, um, so, and and sticking on those for longer than you think, not meaning... Meaning maybe, uh, you know, as somewhere between a few weeks to to a few months, two or three months, Um, because really that I feel like is the best way for you to get a certain amount of uh, depth and mastery in a certain area for something to really be integrated into your playing at a level where it comes out um, effortlessly and you don't have to think about it. To uh, to gain uh, some freedom with it, to get to really get deep with it, really know it. I think things take a lot of time um, to really to, to that that will stick with us for the long term. Of course, you could practice a, a beat or a lick. I don't really do that kind of things in my own practice, but you know, and spend spend some time and, and feel like you you know it and then go to play it on a gig and a you're already not you're breaking some uh some rules <laughs> some unspoken musician rules because you're you're trying to play something verbatim that you've pre-rehearsed at a gig and um anyway that that's a whole other discussion but the point is that it give yourself time to really soak the material in. Don't feel like because there's so much stuff you know you want to work on that you rush through things just because you want to get to the other things to work on. That's going to work against you in the long run. And ultimately, yes, you might make little improvements in each area. You're not going to see significant improvements in in any one area. And also the ability to focus on just a few things for a longer amount of time is, is going to really increase your overall focus as well as the expanding your mind of the possibilities of, of how deep something can go, how much you can really internalize something. And that means can you sing it? Can you play it with the metronome on... All different beats can you play it at all different tempos can you effortlessly go in and out of it if it's a specific feel um, and these are all these I could elaborate on all these concepts and, and would love to in, in other episodes if if people find this stuff effective but I'm not gonna get sidetracked too much right now but basically go deep with just a few things and as long as you're gigging, as long as you're practicing with your band and, and playing music regularly, the, all the other stuff that and, and and you already have a certain proficiency with uh, with your instrument um, that you can play music. The other stuff, you know, you're gonna it's gonna it's gonna be maintained to a certain level. So don't feel like you have to try to practice everything you need to do all the time. But if you really go in deep to uh, just a few subjects, if you will, I think you'll really um, enjoy that process. And the reason why a practice log works effective in conjunction with this is because what you can do is, if you're taking detailed notes, um, like, okay, I'm I'm working on a a specific exercise in a page out of syncopation, one of the classic drum books. and i write in my practice log okay i did the first half a page of exercise 3 today and uh, i did it for this much uh, lo- this long 20 minutes and it was from this tempo 70 bpm up to 75 bpm that's what i did and uh, 70 70 beats per minute to 73 beats per minute uh, it was fine once i got to 75 beats per minute i i felt a little less comfortable with it so that might be the kind of the kind of observations i'll make and then the next day and hopefully you're practicing every day or pretty much uh, every uh, mostly every, day, every every day um, i i don't have to start from scratch I, I go and i look at the journal or the law, the practice log and i see exactly where i left off the next day it's like okay yeah 74 75 needed some work i'm gonna back it up to 73 make sure that's cool before i bump it up again Um, and then your practice sessions start to feel like one continuous practice session and not lots of segmented things where you're jumping all over the place Um, and again this is all my experience and you might have other practice methods that work for you I would love to open up this discussion and hear things um, that work for people that have worked for people areas that they want to see improved um, with their own practice weathering whether that means just figuring out how to make it more of a of a consistent habit which I'm happy to maybe do another whole episode about that or mini episode um, to any specific challenges they might be working on, I'd love to uh, discuss this stuff with anyone um, both um, you know through these episodes as well as through pr- private social channels. So please uh, let me know let me know your thoughts and questions and experiences that have worked for you and uh, I'd love to hear about your journeys. so don't be shy. Uh, getting back to it. So um, yeah, the practice log, one of the benefits is it's in its observational capacity to um, have know, know exactly where you left off. And then especially, you know, if you then ended up taking a day or two off, it can really throw you off. But uh, if you have your practice log, you kind of know exactly what you were working on, what was challenging, what was working. So you progress and, and aren't wasting time trying to figure out um, where you left off. Okay, so um, so practice uh, fewer things. I think it'll be great. Another really effective method that has helped me in conjunction with this stuff is using a timer. Um, so what I do is I determine at the beginning of my session, uh, however much time I have, I, I make a plan for the whole session. Say I have a ninety minute window of which I have to practice um, that pretty much means the way I do it is that seventy five to eighty percent of those ninety minutes I can expect uh if I stay on task, which I usually do um, these days uh seventy five to eighty percent I can expect to actually be Drumming, you know, in in motion, in in the process of learning, working things, and the rest of the time is uh, is breaks, is 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 you know, stretch breaks, um, bathroom breaks, water breaks, short breaks, um, and the way I'll structure it is I I plan my practice um, so I say okay um, I'm gonna do ten minutes of warm-ups, just getting my hands and my feet moving. This is all, this is just uh, an example. It it, it changes to based on how much time I have, but this would be maybe a, you know, a hypothetical version. 10 minutes warm-ups. Then I have the first general area that I'm working on. I'm going to spend 20 minutes doing that, uh, and then I'm going to, take a five-minute break, and then I'm going to spend 15 minutes working on this other thing. Then I'm going to take a five-minute break, and, then I, and, and during that break, I'm, I'm notating in my practice log what just happened. And then I'll spend 20 minutes on the last thing and take a little break, and then I'll maybe spend five minutes just just playing around, but kind of not just not a thought playing around, but maybe, you know, playing around with with some concept in mind some musical concept so it's a more freeform section of my practice i like to call it practice play Uh, it's a more freeform section of my practice but there's still some intention behind it Um, maybe there's a specific feel i want to improvise in or um, some some new thing that i want to try to incorporate more fluidly into my playing in my or or some solo idea Uh, so yeah. So that that's kind of like a typical setup for the practice. So at the beginning I'll I'll write all that down in my practice log. So I already know exactly so so 75-80% of those 90 minutes I think comes out to about 70, 75 minutes. Uh so I'll I'll break that down and say, okay, well that yeah, that gives me about three sessions of 20 and you know, one session of 10 and one session of five to do warm-ups, three things, and then this practice play, or sometimes play along to music for a little bit of time. And then I'll go, and I'll take my phone, and uh, I'll, I'll sit, hit the stopwatch. I'll record the duration of the entire practice, um, and then I'll set the timer. OK, 10 minutes warm-up, go. I'm For those 10 minutes, I'm just focusing on those warm-ups. I'm not going and starting to jam and going uh, into a million different directions. I'm not checking Facebook. I'm not checking my email. My phone is on airplane mode. I should tell you, very important, do not practice with your phone on. You will be distracted. You will be interrupted. It's not worth it. Um, And then uh, the end of those 10 minutes, take a quick break. Write down some stuff I worked on, or at least that I did that. start the timer again. I'll do a lap on the stopwatch to, to record how much long my break is. I'll then five minutes or sometimes a little less, sometimes a little more. And I'll get right into the next thing, 20 minutes, just working on this one thing. And uh, I'll do it for 20 minutes. And, you know, and then at the end of the 90 minutes, um, that's a good 75 minutes, 70 minutes of, of effective deliberate practice time um that I did where in the past if I had 90 minutes uh you know I might spend a quarter of that session just deciding what to work on um I might start working on something and get distracted and just start jamming and uh which is fun but isn't practicing I should I should say and and if and um that's a whole other topic but yes practicing i'm gonna i'm gonna go into that real quick interrupt myself just a few ground rules as i define them Um, jamming improvising on your own mindlessly is it great for your music you know you should do this it's great we should all explore but it's not practicing playing shows you need to play shows this is an integral part of your journey you need to rehearse with bands this is an integral part of your journey but it's not practicing so don't think just because you're busy gigging or just because you're having a lot of brand practice that you're getting better on your instrument. Um, that's y- You are, but not as much. You still need to practice if you want to get better. And specifically when you practice, you need to address your weaknesses. That is really what it's about. Um, man, I feel like I could do a whole episode on any of these these points. I'm, I'm going to try to somewhat limit it to focus it today to make it pal- pal- palpable for you. but um, if any of these things jump out that you want more elaboration on, um, I, I definitely let me know. Um, what else is not practicing? Playing along to music—it's a great, it can be a great form of practice, but uh, it certainly shouldn't be the only one you do, I think. So getting back to the timer, the timer can be really effective because then you streamline. Uh, exactly what you're working on. Oh, yeah. So what I was what I was saying was that in the past I might uh, have all these distractions, and I might spend you know a quarter of the time figuring out what to play, so that at the end of my 90 minutes it was um, maybe you know only 25% or 30% of that time was actually real good buckling down, effective practicing, and the other was distractions, interruptions, breaks. Um, figuring out what to practice, wandering in in my own musical, uh, you know, playing, just getting off task, etc. Not anymore, my friend. Um, So that has really uh, changed things for me. It saved me a lot of time. And I should mention that, you know, you don't need 90 minutes to practice, you don't need three hours to practice. If you have that time, and you're into it, uh, by all means, I certainly do and would. Uh, but if you have thirty minutes, you know, and you can practice for for twenty five of those, do it. If you have ten minutes, and you can you can just then do something for ten minutes. Do one thing for ten minutes. One idea. Um, consistency is your friend. Uh, I like to equate practicing to hygiene. <laughs> Um, or physical exercise, it's not enough to uh, not bathe throughout the week and then take a three-hour bath on Sunday, although some people who I live with on my farm um, might argue differently. Um, But uh, I don't do that. Um, I like to bathe regularly, um, so I, uh, you know, keep clean. (laughs) This is not rocket scientist science. And uh, similarly, you know, working out for uh, running a marathon once a month, which obviously you probably can't do um, without regular uh, training, um, isn't going to make you a better runner and more physically fit. But, uh, you know, showering uh, regularly and regular shorter amounts of exercise are going to make you healthier. It's the same with practice. So thinking that on Sunday, You can spend three hours and then not touch your instrument the rest of the week. Uh, Is it better than you not practicing those hours? Of course it is. But I would argue that if you practiced 15 minutes every day, seven days a week or five or six days a week, rather than three hours one day a week, um, it's ultimately going to serve you better. You're going to feel more connected to your instrument when you go to play. Your practice sessions are going to feel more fluid. and everything's gonna uh, be working better not to say that 15 minutes is really enough um, i think you need to practice more than that if you, depending on what level you want to get at um, but that's also another topic but uh, the bottom line is consistency is your friend so please figure out how to practice regularly and make it a habit and and that might be have to be a whole other um, episode because it's not that hard but there's some other things I have to say about it. So um so yeah, so keep a practice so for me making a practice log, making a plan, using a timer, deciding on what to practice and sticking with that for much longer increments of time and eliminating distractions, making sure my phone is off, making sure I'm committed to the window I have and keep it sacred, keep it precious, you know? I have an hour, I have two hours, I have three hours, I have a half hour, whatever the case may be. Decide I'm going to do that and do that for that time. Don't do other things. Don't check Instagram. Don't, uh, you know, stay focused. It's worth it. The rest of your day, you can you can do what you want. Um, and this changed my life. It it optimized my practice. I feel much more... Um, Excited about practicing, it feels more efficient, it feels more um, fun because I, I can see the results. Oh, and then the other thing about the practice log is then you look back a couple months ago and you see you can see your results by your note taking. You can see, oh wow, I used to struggle doing this thing at a very slow tempo, now I could do it very comfortably at a medium and fast tempos. That's amazing. I made progress, I learned, I grew. Uh, that's the whole idea here, that's what we're going for so um so yeah and and you'll be able to see that you'll be more motivated as you see your results as you see your growth you'll be more inspired to keep on keep on the process it's a lifelong process be patient with yourself don't get frustrated just give yourself the time just put in the time it's you're gonna get better if you give yourself that time stay on task um i should mention um uh we're gonna that this episode is uh, brought to you by squarespace not yeah right um no, this episode is not brought to you by squarespace. I do not have that sort of listenership at this point or sponsorship um however, I will take this opportunity to plug a few things which is um if you want to learn more about this directly um i i teach I teach drum lessons um either via Skype for all over the country, or um, if you want to come up to where I am uh, outside of Petaluma in Sonoma County to my spot, you're welcome to do that, so strap drop me a line if you're interested in potentially doing any lessons. Um, I should also, um, I'm going to cycle back to that in a second. I also want to say one thing, which is, um, while I don't have any sponsorship, I might as well um, plug my uh, my new band, I have a new band called Magic in the Other, um, and we are playing this, if you're listening to this the week it's it's published, um, in early June 2017, we're playing on June 11th, Sunday night, at, in Bolinas, at the Gospel Flat farm, uh, farm stand there, um, right as you're pulling into town, it's an early show at 7 p.m., um, so um, perhaps this is, Shameless to plug my band on my own podcast. But hey, it's the Ezra Lip Hour, more or less. I can do what I want. Um, so please uh, check out my new band. Uh, Steve Adams from ALO and Nikki Bloom and the Gramblers is playing bass. Roger Riedelbauer, the great Oakland guitarist, um, is playing guitar. It's a trio. I'm writing original music. I'm very excited to have this project. It's the first project in a long time that uh, my heart and soul is in. Um, uh in 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 a way that um it's not in other in some other it's the first project in a long time that uh, I'm excited about it that I've led um very early stages but you know feel free to look us up um on Facebook and Instagram and follow us cuz it's just this is this is going to be our second show basically so uh everything's going to get a lot better with that anyway one other thing um I'll just say about drum lessons and all that is get a teacher. Um, Everyone should have a teacher. I'm currently taking lessons. I have a great teacher by the name of Bruce Becker. Uh, I take lessons via Skype. He's down in L.A. Um, He studied for decades and was kind of like a a right-hand man to the um, exalted drum uh, technique guru, Freddy Gruber. Who uh, taught such drum giants like um, Dave Weckl and Steve Smith and um, Daniel Glass studied with him, um, but Bruce was his thing, was his was his guy, and uh, those guys also have studied with Bruce because he was one of the guys that got the most detail. Anyway, um, I'll just say that no matter what point you're at, there's always more to learn, and uh, I had a teacher. Kind of a reputable jazz teacher in the Bay Area several years ago, that I did a handful of lessons with, and he told me, you know, at some point, uh, you know, you want to stop taking lessons because that could really hurt your reputation. And that was that was probably one of the worst pieces of advice I I ever got. So sorry, dude, but uh, it was. I'm not gonna not gonna say who that was, but um, yeah, that's that's complete BS, um, and. You should always learn there's always more to learn and the people that feel like they need to stop learning well they're the people that get stuck and stand still and even if they play a lot better than you wait 10 years and uh see what happens if you keep learning and practicing and they don't Um, not that it's competition i'm just saying so that that i'm gonna that that'll wrap up the first part of uh this conversation and by conversation i mean monologue um, but I'd love to continue this conversation with you guys. So feel free to drop any lines and, uh, I'm, I'm beating a horse, a horse to death at this point, but yeah, let's just, um, let me know if any of these points stuck out. You want more elaboration. You have questions. You want to share your own journey. You want to do another episode in this kind of format. Uh, I'm all about it. And next week I'll be back with a, with a brand new great guest though. So look forward to that. Um, also, let me know what you think about this format in general, um, just my own kind of offerings rather than always have it be a dialogue with a guest. Of course, its I think it'll mostly be that, but from time to time, if there's a topic of interest that I feel like I know something about, I might do it more like this. So anyway, thank you so much for listening, uh, and I hope to see you back next week. Leave a review on iTunes. Hit me up on all the social channels. Tell me how to make this podcast better. We're all in it together. It's just the beginning. Come see my new band, Magic in the Other, this Sunday, June 11th, uh, and all that good, good stuff. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you soon. Take care.